Welcome back to ReCenter. Uh, my name is Zach, and I'm here with Mark from Center Church, and we are walking through the series about our family uh, membership commitments. These are the things that, as the family of Center Church, we're committing to do and be for each other, to love each other, uh, and to pursue Jesus together. And so we just finished an episode on unity. If you haven't heard that one, go back and listen. It's really good. And today we get to to think about community, uh, which is kind of like where the unity happens, right? Yeah. And so as we develop this commitment of community, we're going to lay out what the statement is and kind of the nuances of it. Uh, there was some intentional word choice in there. And yep. so we want to talk about why those words were chosen and what it means for, for you and I and the people listening if they were to commit. So Mark, um, community, what, what are you guys thinking about this? Hmm. Yeah. So here is the statement that we have for community with, within the relational commitment for family members. Uh, the fifth commitment community says this, I will develop Christ-centered friendships with others where I am known and I can serve others. I will proactively develop relationships of depth with others in my center community where we work towards a life patterned after Jesus. And that's the ideas of uh, up, in, and out. So up in relationship with God, in community with others, and out towards those far from God. That we, we want to be in community with others in an up, in, and out kind of a way, not just hanging out and watching the bears or the cubs or, you know, what, whatever it is. But um, yeah, so that, that's the idea, uh, Christ-centered friendships. Yeah, I saw that line, Christ-centered friendships um, and not just friendships. And so that's kind of, that's fleshed out by that idea of like in a center community, it's uh, brothers and sisters in Christ together, yeah. right? Trying yep. to live like Jesus together hmm. and join his work of up, in, and out. Um, yeah. And so I think that's a good nuance to put on the friendships that we're not just to be here and be friends yeah. with each other on a surface level. But all of us are going after becoming like Jesus, and he wants us to do that in community. That's yep. how he showed us uh, through his life and through the disciples and how they lived in community. Um, and so we can learn in community. We can love each other in community. We can serve each other in community. Um, life, Christian life is meant to happen in community. And so this is a big commitment. Um, I'm the community pastor, so I kind of like this one. I wish you cared about community know, a bit more, Zach. I, I know this is boring and dull for you. It is so boring. Guys, I just want to encourage you. It's community's hard. Um, but it's beautiful. It's like the hard, beautiful thing that we get to do. Yeah. Um, and I, I was talking to my wife, and she's like, sometimes, um, you know, community is hard because these aren't the people you might naturally get along with, right? Mm, yeah. And then um, we were messing around with the idea of like, I wonder if Jesus's disciples like all got along naturally. And then we like, yeah, they no, did not. we went back and thought through who they were, and we're like, there's no chance that they got along yeah. naturally. Yep. And so that's a cool thing to think about that like Jesus brings together people who are from all different backgrounds. And they become like close friends and even family, yeah. you know, like that they love each other, serve each other, care for each other. Uh, they share meals together. So I think this is a this is a really cool one and it's fun and it helps us really experience the life that Jesus lived with his disciples. It's kind of like putting the flesh on following him together. Yeah. Um, and so in the second sentence, it says, I will proactively develop relationships of depth. Why was the word proactive included? Yeah. And so I guess the idea we're trying to communicate there is that, you know, ultimately... Like great Christ-centered friendships won't just fall in your lap, yeah. right? Like sometimes something like that might happen, yeah. and you know, just you kind of stumble into a great friendship. But most of the time, uh, this takes a lot of proactive, discipline, uh, diligent effort, right? Like you, um, and even for me, like there's the the times of my adult life when I wasn't a pastor, and just going to church with Kara, and I realized man, we've got to clear our schedule so we can actually be with people from from the church and small yeah. group. And we'd go on a Sunday, we'd say hi, we'd, we'd meet people in the lobby. But after a while of attending, we realized we, we don't really have any genuine friends. Like like when, when our marriage is in a bad place, do we have someone that we can call 
at 2 a.m. and yeah. say, we need help right now. Um, and so, yeah, that idea of I will proactively develop relationships of depth, that's us trying to clarify that us as a church leadership team, we cannot make you friends with people. Right. We we, we don't want to be like the awkward you know, dating setup, yeah. like just take your hand and put your with yeah. someone else and say, now you guys be friends. Like we, we can't do this for you. We can't clear your schedule. Right. We can't tell you to text someone and ask them to hang out. Like ultimately each family member needs to proactively do this themselves. Right. Yeah. I think the proactive friendship is like, it means be the friend that you want. Like, yeah, it means like, if Ooh, you, that's good. Yeah. Say it again. <laughs> say it again. Uh, just be the friend that you're hoping to find at center church. Cause so often we want a good friend to us is someone who thinks of us, who like reaches out to us that invites us to stuff. We think, man, yeah. that's my good friend. And so like, we can be a good friend to people. We can be a good uh, Christ centered friend to, to people in our center community and really invest in them. And we may not naturally have a lot in common. Yeah. But like friendship in a family is deeper than that, right? And mm-hmm. so I think just getting to know people and like, you know, thinking about what what they enjoy, um, what they like, um, reaching out to them, texting them, telling them you're thinking about them, all these things um, we like to be cared for, but we need to make sure that we're caring for each other. And so the proactive word, if all of us are proactive, like if we could just say, guys, if all of us were proactive Christ-centered friends to each other in the church, then everyone in this church would have deep Christ-centered friendships because yep. we'd all be pursuing each other, right? Yep. Um, instead of, this is where I think there's some language that we use around like church culture, where we want to go from a culture of um, consumers to a culture of contributors. And yep. that's the same thing with friendships. Like yeah. we don't want to be people who consume Christ-centered friendships and we just receive benefits, Yep. right? We want to be people who are selflessly contributing to Christ-centered friendships in our church. Yeah. Um, and what happens, Mark, if we don't receive the same love back? Uh, oftentimes we pull away. And it's it's disappointing or frustrating, and but like ultimately it's going to happen yeah. where we will pour ourselves out, or we'll pursue someone, or we'll serve them in some capacity, or reach out and hey, you want to hang out, and they don't really get back to you too much. And yeah. I mean, like, I guess that's what we just want to be really upfront on. Community is frustrating, yeah, and, and friendship can be frustrating. And even as we encourage people to uh, get into community, we want to be very clear. That doesn't mean it's always smooth sailing. No, it's so, never, it never is smooth sailing. I'm just going to say that. that <laughs> there are seasons of smooth sailing, Yeah, but then there are seasons of not smooth sailing. Yeah. Um, but even as we say it can be frustrating, what we're going to say without any hesitation is it's worth it. Absolutely. It is worth it. And even, Zach, I just think what you said was so wise. Uh, be the friend that, that you want, right? And what makes this so complex is that most all of us have different kinds of expectations of friends, yeah, right. Due to our family life growing up, our experiences, how our parents communicated love or didn't communicate love, yeah. or whatever it is, some people want friendship, but they're not used to pursuing it in a sense. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, I think the more proactive we can be, the more understanding we can be, uh, the more humble we can be, yeah. the, the the better chance we have, so to speak, of yeah. these relationships actually developing. So real quick, I want to run um, the community idea through the up in and out filter that we have in there because that's there for a reason, yeah. right? So as we're building these Christ-centered friendships, we're pursuing people, we're being the friend that we want to have, right? We're loving the way Jesus loves, which if we think of how Jesus loved it, was selfless. He didn't mm-hmm. get much back, but he gave of himself to others. Yeah. That's what we're calling each other to do. Um, and then this up in and out idea, I'm not sure what you guys meant, but when I read that, I thought like, man, that's a new way to think about friendship. Like when I, I want to develop friendships that act that way, but I also want to love my friends in those three dimensions. Like yeah. I want to be praying for my friends. That's the, totally. uh, when I go to the father, I want to be praying for the needs of my friends, those deep Christ centered uh, friends. I want to be asking what they need prayer for and going, 
going to the Father on their behalf, right? And the inn, I want to regularly spend time with my friends, mm. um, sharing a meal, doing things that we enjoy, getting our families together, randomly meeting up at a park, name it. Like, yeah. I just want to spend time with them to develop that friendship. And the out, like, I want to go and share mm. reaching the lost with them. Like, yeah. I want to do that alongside them. Um, we always joke about, like, how our best friendships were, quote, unquote, from college. And, like, that's because you were with those people a lot, right? Yeah. That's because you did things together. Like, you you were accomplishing school or doing whatever. And you fought, but you you had no option to get away. Like, yep. that's your roommate, right? Yep. So, anyways, I think the up and out filter is really cool way to think about how there are different ways that we can intentionally love our friends and yeah. be Jesus-centered in our friendships and our communities will represent like this rich life that Jesus mm-hmm. and his disciples had. Yeah. And even, yeah, the, the more you talk there, the more the image came to mind for me, just even in the last sentence where it says, where we work towards a life patterned after Jesus. Yeah. And uh, that that word stood out to me again, where we work, right? Th- th- this is going to take work. Yeah. And uh, the reality is it's always easier to be passive. Right. It is always easier just to drift. And true friendship is not an environment in which you are passive. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes, especially for us who've grown up in the Midwest, we're just kind of conditioned to be Midwest nice. Mm-hmm. And you don't say that even though you think it. <laughs> uh, that That's not loving. Yeah, uh, we, we've all seen that, man. If if a parent doesn't say what a child needs to hear, and if a parent's passive, that's like one of the most unloving things they can Correct. do to that yeah. child. Yeah. They're, they're setting the kid up for uh, a, a life of destruction, to yeah. be honest. And so, what you know, even as we're given the uh, the public service announcement that community won't be easy, another thing <laughs> we kind of want to deprogram us of yeah. for the Midwestern nice people here. Um, don't be passive in your friendships. Right. And that last line, where we work towards a life pattern after Jesus, up, in, and out, this is going to take work. Yep. And um, man, for, for the friends in my life, I have not enjoyed it, but I have appreciated it. When they say, hey, Mark, I've seen this pattern, I'm concerned. Yeah. Or, hey, Mark, this seems to be out of whack in your life. What's going on there? Right. Right? It stings. It's not fun. But those relationships have always meant more, and and I feel cared for right. when someone challenges me to, to grow in that area. Because you know they're challenging you out of love and for your benefit, yep. not for proving they're right and you're wrong, right? Yep. That's what a friend does. Like They'll confront when it is for um, working for the pattern of a Jesus-shaped life for mm-hmm. all of us, right? So I really hope we're not scaring everybody off, but we're going to say it bluntly. Uh, what we're talking about here, this is not just an invitation to go have fun listening to a concert at Ravinia. Uh, the invitation to community is an invitation to work. Yeah. It is an invitation to um, to be uncomfortable, but ultimately to grow into the best experience of life possible. Yeah. And it's going to feel like that. It's going to be hard work. These are going to be the people that you look back on as your dearest and closest friends, though. Yep. The people that were there for you that you were there for. And so this is something worth going after is real relationship where you're fully known and fully loved. And there's not many places where you can say that's true. Yes. So yep. go after community, guys. Commit to community. As a Center Church family member, you're committing to be in a center community. And so we're all working towards what that means. We're all working towards how to fully live this out. Like Mark said, in this commitment, there is a pattern of Jesus's life that we want to adhere to, yeah. but we're going to all have to do work to get there. Yep. So my encouragement is start the process. Hmm. Um, start working towards that, and we will join you along the way. We'll encourage you along the way. And as pastors, we'll help continue to point out that pattern of Jesus's life. And then it's up to you guys to do the work, um, to love each other selflessly and to be the friend that you want to be and uh, to build these relationships of depth. So we love you guys. 
This is a big one. They're all big, but you know. I, <laughs> but I, this is Zach's favorite one. I think this one might be my favorite. So uh, make sure you guys get this one right. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold whoa, on. Whoa, all wait, wait a get second. all of them right. Number one, following Jesus. That one isn't your favorite. Yeah, I think that one, like you said, you didn't actually have to put it in. It's assumed. <laughs> <laughs> I love we're getting to heresy at the end of this episode. We're not. We're going to edit this part out. <laughs> actually, I'm not going to, so you all can hear the banter we have. But anyways, back what I was saying. I have an affinity for this one, but not above my love for Jesus. There, I've clarified it. Um, anyways, love you guys. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and we'll see you guys all in the next episode when we go through priority number seven, church leadership. All right, see you guys. Boom.